Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. All right, folks, we got another episode today of Thirst World Problems. Today, we got a very special guest. We have Rebecca Love, everybody. Rebecca Love. Rebecca. Thank you for having me. Rebecca, thank you for being on the pod. Let's, can we talk about the back? ground that you have here it's, it's it seems like a very like 80 ish uh horror michael myers head is that what i see down there can we can we talk about like is, <sighs> is gremlins like your favorite uh movie or oh or yeah what's the, going on well yeah gremlins is my favorite horror movie i also have a replica gremlin up on the shelf up there <laughs> so <laughs> my fans nice. have bought me all this stuff over the years since i've been gaming on twitch and letting them know I love to play horror games and and we talk about horror movies and I was the product of the eighties so sure there's... exactly what what are you playing right now for uh, for games? Well, I started with Friday the Thirteenth and I play Dead by Daylight, White Noise Two. Um, God, it's so much easier when the list is in front of me. Right, right. <laughs> so like all horror thrillers, or do you? branch out and play any other types of games once in a blue moon we'll play uh something that's not horror it just depends it it really depends if it's a multiple player game because i like to play with my fans and my scream team so we all get together and we go into these worlds what's your uh what's your twitch handle there by the way it's miss m-i-s-s rebecca love Rebecca Love. And then you said you have a Scream team. What's a that? Scream team. That's exactly what yeah, what's going on with that. So they've been around since 2017, and they, they're they on the voice chat with me through Discord. And we just uh, we game for four hours every Twitch Tuesday. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's I think a commitment. My favorite, game, my favorite horror game is probably Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil. Like Zombies ate my neighbors for me. <laughs> I, I don't know that one. <laughs> I get scared um, I, playing those games all by myself. Like I freak out if I have a team. Yeah, you have it at <sighs> night. You play it by yourself. No. Leave your door unlocked. Hell no. Okay, so listen. <laughs> I got an Oculus, and nice. I got the Walking Dead, uh, Sinners and Saints, and just to get through the tutorial, it was really hard for me because I was getting scared, freaked out, and you could feel the vibrations and the zombies, because they can sneak up from behind you, too. Right, right. So the element was just off the charts, so I, I recorded <laughs> that for my... Is my, that worth it, the Oculus? Because I've, I've never I've never tried it, but like when it first came out, I know it was kind of gimmicky, where like you would try it, and then you wouldn't really want to use it again. Is it something that you always use now, or is it kind of... I use it weekly. And and it's not that expensive. It's three hundred for a VR, so yeah. you can take it anywhere. It's compactable. You don't need a computer and all that stuff. And you can make great content with it, especially in VR. And I work out, so I can work out on the Oculus. Bell, I love it Bell, a lot. Bell will still haggle on that price. He doesn't like that price. By the did you did you see did you I see me wince a little bit? Which is that? That's only three hundred. Three hundred compared to the other VRs that are out there. I think that's pretty reasonable. Anything with price, I always look at your face. <laughs> I know if you don't like it. Yeah. But but with VR, how do you how do you feel about this whole metaverse that's happening? So I love it because I can age out, right? And I can just have my avatar act as me and use my voice. So I actually have some somebody that did a custom avatar, which um, I get in a couple days. 
and I'll go into VR chat and stuff and I'll go from there. So I kind of like evolving. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. That is a crazy way to bring up the technology question. So what, that, what would you be in the metaverse? In the metaverse? Yeah, what would you be? Cube of sugar. Have you guys ever seen like Thundercats? Um, back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like probably Panthro, like Panthro. there you go. I think Panthro had the nunchucks, right? Uh, that that part I don't know. I, just, I, I, just know that I think that would would be a go for. You have to go for something a little bit more unrealistic, I guess. So you'd be a thundercat. Okay. I'd be a thundercat. Right. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, you can again. You can be whatever you want. Whatever. I'd probably be Garfield, but hey, that's what do you uh, think? Wouldn't that be <laughs> fun to be Garfield <laughs> and go I through the metaverse? Just be Garfield. You know, have lasagna. Hate Mondays, but you don't get to taste it. He's he's a replica. Not yet. Sure, there'll be a Willy Wonka exactly. kind of gum that you can put in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. So keeping up on that technology then and the shift in technology, how have you kind of, I guess, as a, as an artist and an adult uh, entertainer, how have you kind of branched off or how do you see the industry progressing from that? My industry, the adult? Yeah. So I'm so used of, I'm so used to changing so much so fast and the internet is when it exploded back in the 90s, I was already on that train. And then the next thing would happen, like Pornhub, all the free stuff. And so I was always jumping on the train, like, how do you solve the problem? Like, stop giving me excuses. I can't fight change. Nobody gets the fucking uh, newspaper delivered at their door anymore. So you have right. to, like, figure it out. And that's what I did. So when things change, I'm just like, all right, it works with my ADD. Let's go on to the next adventure. <laughs> so that's with, what I with, do. With with the whole streaming, I've always wanted to know, like, like is it is is it the same as like you know like music streaming, like the where you get you know a certain amount for downloads, and like such royalties, or, like royalties, you get royalties like for does, videos. Yeah, like how does that work? Like, well, I I guess how does that benefit you? I should say that that's probably the better way to say. That's it. a great question. Um. The more followers and the more traffic you have, you can get sponsors and you can make your money that way. There's also subscriptions and people can donate to the cause. Uh, there's all different ways and different eggs and different baskets because you can't just throw everything into one. Um, so, yeah, you get it from sponsorship. You get it from, uh, I wouldn't say royalties. <laughs> doesn't quite work that mm -hmm. way no, in my yeah, business. But exposure. Right, that's key exposure. Yeah, and the more exposure you have and the bigger following, the more money you can make, especially when you're getting um, chosen for a movie, your rates can increase. Right, right. Well, what was what was uh what year was the first movie that you were in or Ooh. featured? It was probably the late 90s or early 2000s. And I think it might have been Extreme Close Up with Sun Sunrise Adams. I think that was the movie with vivid video and and from then all the way to uh to now like how many how many roughly movies have you been in you'd have to check my imdb i have no idea the last movie i was in was girls guns and blood and that wasn't hardcore that was softcore oh. or not even softcore because it's on amazon and all that so oh, okay. it was borderline r that's amazing borderline. Yeah. And and so from from that time in that era, what have you seen a big difference on when it comes to, uh, you know, like the, the movies on those like adult movies? What have you seen differently as like 
cultural behavior and whatnot. Do you, do you see a big trend, like, you know, as the years go by? Well, everything changes. It just depends on what the market's looking for next. I feel like fetish is coming up where it's now the new norm. So uh, it, I used to and make... And then you just, you just evolved to it, right? I'm not really a fetish. I'm very vanilla. <laughs> I'm oh, okay. a vanilla cupcake. The farthest I go is probably cosplay because I like to play different characters. Oh, nice, nice. So, like for cosplay, do you uh, do you go to any of those uh, any no. of those shows? That so I'm not that like th- the reason I started cosplay is because I lost yeah. my eyesight for seven months, oh, and nice. yeah, so I had to figure out how can I still film. And still, and what I would do is I would wear um, sunglasses, and that way I didn't have to look at the camera or anything like that. And that's I a would good tip. record. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got involved into cosplay was because I lost my eyesight, and I also had to learn how to do my emails. And I realized now I'm really lazy because now I have everything talk to me. And <laughs> <laughs> my I thought girl- you were gonna say you were you learned like braille. You, uh, yeah, you yeah no, braille. the opposite. But that's technology, yeah. right? She's taking yeah. advantage of technology. Yeah. I don't want to blow past that though. You lost your eyesight for seven months. What's the story behind that? So I did LASIK, but it was the PRK version, which is the safest. However, it takes a long healing process, which the doctor didn't sell it to me like that. <laughs> and he did both not. eyes at once, and I didn't want to wear glasses or contacts anymore. Uh, and the healing process took seven. Like I wasn't what? seeing normally the healing process for like I know a little bit about it. Like PRK is usually five to ten like days normally. Like I know a lot of people have gotten. Maybe it was different when you got it. I don't know. Maybe it was newer back then or something. No, PRK depends on your prescription. Like how oh, really how blind you are. And yeah, I like how, like how bad was it? How, how bad are your glasses? I should say. So my glasses were Coke bottles. I wore contacts that were like <laughs> 8.0. Okay. So oh, they were, okay. yeah. And, uh, and I realized I saw so much better with contacts cause you see it in like 4k, you know, it's beautiful. And when you have just 2020 vision, it's just like, Oh, this is what regular people see. This is Lucky bastards. Right? I, I'm well no, because I, I want to go back to my contacts. I could see like a fucking bionic woman. <laughs> so now I wear I wear glasses once in a blue moon when I'm driving. But I, I can't drive at night because I have wicked uh night blindness from PRK. That is this is like an anti-PRK commercial right here. No, because like, it is... works for some people. It truly right. does. It's the safest over LASIK where they cut the flap. And PRK was around before LASIK, but they couldn't sell PRK because look at me. I'm a testimony <laughs> of what could happen. A lot of governments only accept PRK as well because it's like it's supposed to be that much better. Yeah. It just takes a lot longer to heal for certain yeah. people. Yeah. Can we can we let's start let's start from the beginning here. Um you know, you were in a small town. Mm-hmm. Small town girl. Right. Um, tell us about, like, where you lived. Like, what what was that like? So I grew up in a town, probably 5,000 people. There was 28 kids in my class. Uh, everybody oh. knew everybody, and we all know each other's last names. So when you come into town, you just say the last name, and those are the generations that lived there. Uh, it's very rednecky, so I would fly into Vermont to get to upstate New York. So I'm not even near the island of New York, and uh, uh, it was. I didn't realize how much fun it was when I was a kid, 
But now when I go back during the summer, it's such a beautiful place. And because of Facebook, I still keep in touch with my friends. Mm, nice. Yeah. And then so so like moving forward as, you know, you grew up, um, you know, going to going to college and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you know, you became a you became an exotic dancer. What was that like? What's what was the experience being a dancer? Like, what have you noticed when it came to like, uh, like, was there was it more of like a selling aspect of like, hey, I know how much money I can get off of this guy, et cetera. Like, what was it like? What's so what's I'm not a really like? good hustler. Like, no, not no. Nick was looking for tips. Nick was looking for tips because <laughs> yeah, he wants man. to get into the profession. 100%. So he needs. He needs to go to cigarettes here. I've never been one of those girls. You want to dance? You want to dance? You want to dance? Oh, champagne room? (laughs) Uh, No, I wasn't a good hustler, but I I felt the music, and I loved being on that stage, and I could do pole work, and I was like a monkey on the stage flipping around and stuff. Um, I started as a cocktail waitress, and I progressed from there. And I just, I missed that. I missed that part of being on the stage and getting... uh, I don't know how to say it. I just, it was Adrenaline my art. Off. It was my art. I felt it. It was just a but beautiful thing. you got thing. lost into it, I got right? lost in the music. Yeah. That's yeah. that's amazing. But so but so, how did that happen when you became a waitress and then you switched? So how did that transition happen? <laughs> I was in this um, little club, but it was Singer Island in uh, West Palm. And not enough girls showed up. And then all of a sudden you hear a chant, waitress, you know, the cocktail waitress. They want her up on stage. It was just topless club, club, whatever. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, I got some convincing. Got up on that stage and um, they played a song. I can't even remember. And then the DJ goes, I'm going to count to three. Okay. For me to just unveil the twins. (laughs) And it was one, two. And I just. Boom, down. And all of a sudden, it was a, a down store. It was raining money. They had to sweep <laughs> the stage. I mean, it was crazy because you always want to see the cocktail waitress. And from there on out, I was hooked. I was like, this is a beautiful thing. And it was all, it was during a boat race and all that. That's why the club was so packed. So it was all rich people because <laughs> they owned boats and they were doing these boat racing things. So they were tipping very well that night. So you say you mentioned that you get lost into the music. Is I there did. a go-to song that you had? There was plenty. Or there one was one that still gets you going. In the air tonight. Um, Dirty Diana. Um, there was also. Well, those Sandstorm. Are the, no. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of '80s songs, but they were ballads. And I, okay. I would just, um, I would play it, it out was, on stage It wasn't stage Danger with Zone, right, by Kenny Loggins. No, the only time I did Danger Zone is when I started featuring. And when I featured, I didn't da- I didn't dance to what I wanted to dance to. I danced to theme songs. So whatever my outfit was, oh. I was a pilot for one of them. So I I would dance to those type of songs. And how long were you how long were you dancing for? Cool. Year. I mean, I, I, I probably danced only like three years as a stripper, but then I headlined as a porn star in strip clubs for another three or four years. So what does that, what does that mean? What does that look like? So when you headline, they book it through an agent and the agent books you for this club and you get paid a certain amount and the bigger the name, the bigger the money you get per show. And then you do a promo table after the set 
but it's um, you come out in your first song, fully dressed, doing a theme song in your amazing costume, which cost me like six to a thousand dollars per costume. I mean, they were fabulous. And uh, you go out on stage, you do your theme songs. Uh, the second song, I usually bring somebody on stage to torture. By the third song, it's giveaways. And the fourth, I can't remember what I did on the fourth song. But anyway, we just we just had fun and it was a party and you just do tricks and get everybody involved. So which one did you prefer? Which costume? Oh, well, also what costume, but did you prefer dancing or headlining? Like if you took the money I, I prefer dancing because headlining, it wasn't, I wasn't, hmm. I don't know. They both have kind of the reason I like stripping and dancing to the this. I got into the music and it was part of, you know, the art and then headlining. It was more of the show, you know, audience participation. And I wasn't dancing. I wasn't getting lost in the music, but I was getting lost in the crowd. Did you did you ever have like uh, regulars there all the time? Like, hey, st- Hey, uh, Steve, what's going on? I still have regulars. Of course, yeah. regulars are your your forever. So you, so you still have people from day one that like, hey. I do have people that reach out and that go, I remember when. <laughs> and I go, holy crap. And it's yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, right? Like, well, that, yeah, that was my great next thing. question. Redirect them to the paid content. <laughs> right? That was my next question. Like, what is the best fan response you've ever gotten? The best fan response. Huh. Um, oh, I have no what's, idea. Okay, what's what's the weirdest gift you've ever gotten from a fan? Well, I get weird gifts because I'm weird. So on my OnlyFans, <laughs> I, I do a lot of monster horror content or tentacle. Oh, okay. or I just, I like to get into the creepy factor. So they will buy me... Um, They'll buy me the strangest dildos where I just get to like be in this character and almost like an anime where it just takes like over manga. my body. Like one of those manga. manga. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but do you have experience <laughs> in this? Because I feel like you have a story. <laughs> I, I, I have no, the floor is yours. Have no, have the no floor story. is yours. I know a lot of uh, useless information that somehow it's coming out here. So, uh, <laughs> so it's, working, it's working out here. But let's let's move forward here. So, hey, so, you know, you said you did it for uh, a few years, right? Dancing. Yep. You danced for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then um, how did you get into the bridge to do adult videos? So I saw a feature one night and I just picked her brain. And I'm like, how do you, how do you? Because um, when I was dancing, I wanted to do what she was doing, you know? She's right. the star right. entertainment. And she told me, well, the fastest route there is to do movies. So I I bought a book on Amazon before Amazon was making money. <laughs> I think they were losing <laughs> money. And it was how to be a porn star. And it had the agents. It had where to go, who to write to. And I... Who, who wrote the book? <sighs> that was 20 years ago or more like that was you got the important information though yeah i think there's a new one out there actually because it's a different beast now but um i bought it and i i did the steps and i got an interview with playboy and hustler wow yeah so literally it's in a book 
It was so in you... the book in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> now there's probably an app, but yeah. Yeah, okay. there's probably a blog. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought a book on Amazon when Amazon only sold books. Yes, absolutely. And somebody put that book out there. And then when you and then when you got you know when you started doing movies, your first movie, like, what what is that experience? Were you like, hey, I'm ready? You know, where was it all okay. mindset of like, okay, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Went in as a pro on the first day, killed it, yeah. was like ready for the next movie right okay. away, right? Or, like that's how it went. Or were no. you just like, bring it? <laughs> my first day on set, it is in this great big swingers club that has like a strip club area, and the it's centered around me being a stripper. And I um, seduce this guy at the table, but I give him way more than a lap dance. (laughs) And there's this crowd sitting around. So there's a lot of people. And he was like, just focus on me. Don't look at anybody else. He knows my heart's pounding. It's going to be my first scene. And all of a sudden, I look over while we're fucking. And people are leaving. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, he says, stop looking. He's just waiting for the directors to say cut because people are walking out. That's crazy. Right? So I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, my God. I'm doing it wrong. I'm a horrible hooker. Like, I'm not (laughs) doing this right. And uh, when he called cut, later on, I found out that those were extras that had no idea they were on a porn set. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I been the only one sitting there. <laughs> yep. It's, it's wasn't me team. though. It wasn't me. <laughs> well, this is thirst world problems. I'm noticing you've gone to that sippy cup. So what do you have inside that sippy cup? Well, it's just water, but I was drinking a Trulies downstairs uh while I was waiting for you guys because it's hot here in Vegas. I'm usually a beer or whiskey girl. But it's freaking hot outside right now. <laughs> Hydrating up, okay, we got you. So, yeah. you, is v- Vegas is uh, your like your primary residence there? Yep, I live here in Sin City. I think this is where all the girls go to retire because I yeah. I know a lot of my friends are here. A lot of people are like people are obviously like I've I've heard in like in the Vegas area a lot of people that are you know live there. Everyone thinks oh you live there because you're you know, you're crazy, you love to party, but it's really a lot of people live off the strip that, that live there. Like, I'm assuming that's yeah. the same with you. I'm in the burbs. Um, I bought my house, like, back when the the market crashed. Yeah. So now it's back to peak <laughs> or above. Do you, know, do you know where the Henderson area is? Yeah, it's, I, I know exactly where it is. I'm more southwest. Okay. Yeah. Don't ask me how I know that. I just, I was, well, that's do you know somebody over question. in Henderson? It's a, it's a, long, it's a long story. <laughs> tell us the story. Well, so tell us the cliff notes. Right. It's 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 like a it's this thing I have like it's like this coaching program, uh-huh. and uh, the guy who like does the coaching he uh, he actually lives out there in that area, and he huh. and when he when he bought his house there it's like a multi like million dollar house mm-hmm. he bought it like cheap like six hundred k and now it's just climbed like ridiculously. It's like, crazy. That areas because in that area it's a lot of people moving from California. It's all Californians that realize, well, like, why am I paying 40 percent in tax and stuff, right? So they just move right to Vegas because I'm pretty sure there's no income tax, right? No income tax. I was expecting an exciting story. Yeah. That's that's so, yeah, that's no, just logical. There. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> it's a logical story. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go there and meet this, you know, person and what, you know, 
wasn't that. Thing, so you didn't do like a rail, and all of a sudden you just ran from right, like you just woke up, and that's what <laughs> I expected. And someone's I woke up at this coach up. house. Yeah, he said he was <laughs> yeah. a coach. Right, taught me things. <laughs> how, how long have you lived in Vegas for? Since I mean, two thousand six. And were and were we correct in assuming that uh, your party days are done, or is there still some party left? No, I, in you? no, I'm I'm a party girl and stuff. It's just I live here, so I control it to like maybe one day uh, a week I'll do it because I'm working so much, you know, content creation and. And uh, well, I podcast, I have my OnlyFans, I do all my editing. Um, Cause e- I gotta tell you guys, editing is my favorite part. Editing and technology. Yeah, well, sorry, what? No, say that again. Editing is your favorite part? Editing, I love to put the oh. magic together and the special effects and even editing the podcast, just making everything clear. And not- I don't edit out words or anything. Cause I think having that authenticity is amazing, but I, I like to put that little uh, boom on it. Rebecca, try having two people down your throat when editing. That's that's probably the most <laughs> annoying thing. Ever. So tell me about that story. Uh, so basically, <laughs> when I edit and I have to put something out, yeah, uh, I'll put it out there, and you'll get I'll get a big delay if it's good or bad. And by the time I'm just like, all right, fuck it, let's uh, I'm gonna go to bed, fuck this. And by the time they see it, they're like, yeah, it's it's okay. Let's let's what? Get nobody's yeah. giving you the applause button. No, no, never. never. I know. It's a thankless job, but you know, you know how much goes into it. Yeah. And when you're a perfectionist, you want to be, you want to be perfectionist. This guy, you hear what this guy just said? This guy prescribes the same type of editing as Rebecca over here, where it's just free flow, free flow, and let it go. Listen, only put it right back out there. Only Rebecca and myself know what the thought process goes through editing, okay? (laughs) <laughs> I do and and watching it over and over again I'm not talking about podcasts but I'm talking about video watching it over and over again just to see where you can add that one little extra touch right exactly yeah let's talk about your podcast let's um what's what's that about when did you start it and so how's it going I did radio in the early 2000s with KSEX radio and I was a co-host and it was one of my favorite jobs I just there's something about radio that I absolutely love, but that went under. And then Katie Morgan had a podcast. So I was co-hosting with her on having sex with Katie Morgan. That was her podcast name and she stopped doing it. So I'm like, well, I'm going to fucking learn how to podcast. So I (laughs) started listening to podcasts about podcasting and and YouTube videos. And it, it was a struggle, but I've been doing it since 2014. That's amazing. I, I think the hardest part is just, you know, getting past 10 episodes, really. Uh, it seems like it seems like that's like because you're not seeing any progress. You're not mm-hmm. you don't know if like people like it or not. And you're just like, well, where, where do I go with this? Right. Yeah. Well, I've started a few different podcasts and you just have to cut the cord and go, no, that baby's dying. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so go ahead. Well, where you said you started a few different podcasts. So what are the themes of these podcasts and where are we now? Well, I'm talking dirty. Rebecca love is my original OG and that one's still going strong. I mean, that's where I teach people about the industry and how to make money. And I will go research like webcamming, phone sex, only fans. Um, people will send platforms to check out and I'll do my due diligence and, and give them my it's perspective. So digital now. Everything's like, so digital because, because the thing is before in the industry, like it was only, it was only physical. Like if you weren't there and you weren't at, you know, say at the house or 
your coach's house here or wherever the situation is now like it honestly seems like with only fans and honestly even like stuff like instagram like even things that you don't really think of yeah like a lot of the times like people people pay for that and and now the world is like the wallet that's ready to pay it's not it's not the one guy that saw you know in in that's you in that city or saw potential it's it's literally the money's unlimited i feel like which is so which is crazy the good thing is i was webcamming this whole time so i built up my fan base and all that so when 2020 happened i was prepared and mm. everybody was home so mm. it worked out for me and i just i had my gimmick you know i am 46 years old not a time 2020 but 46 years old. I am not a 20 year old where I can just seduce you with my body and you come to me. No, I actually had to get witty and fun and humorous and just be a companion to some of the people out there that didn't have one. And as well as you might, you might be relating to them even more. Right. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's the amazing part about like just digital, you know, media, I guess. Right. You can, you can connect so close Mm-hmm. Where you know everything that's happening, you want to play video games with somebody that you you know your favorite. I gotta say, my my Twitch scream team, I or even my chat room, my Twitch period taught me community. It taught me a different frame of mind because webcaming to me was just like, all right, I'm showing up, let's do the money, let's have fun, <laughs> let's do games. But Twitch was more of a community base, and it taught me how to like slow down. This isn't a hustle. You're not asking for, you want to dance, you want to dance, you want to dance. No. This was a totally different beast, and it made me more human. Which is which is key, right? And I think, mm-hmm. and I think it more brought me people, down to earth. Yeah, it brought you down to earth, which in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think as well, you know, one of the one of the key aspects of even doing Twitch is, you know, everybody plays games. Everybody has a game on their phone, realistically. It doesn't matter what you're playing, right? He's probably playing games right now as we speak. Looks but, like he might be. Right. But, but you know, like everybody plays games. And I think that's like the universal tool right now. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, I think it's the next what, step, right? That's why that I said I'm building step. my avatar because this is great for me. I can, I can age out and just hide behind an avatar. Yeah, me too. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going <laughs> to get the rights to Garfield and I will be Garfield. That's the key right there. Movies wise. Yeah. What what is your favorite movie? Uh, it's like you know we're we're kind of looking it up. It says you won an award in two thousand five. No, AVN. I was no, I was nominated. Nominated. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Nominated. That's right. Nominated. AVN. We'll give you the we'll give you the win. I, in my books, I'll give you the win. It's a win. It's a win. Who won it that year, anyways? Does anyone know? So we, it can be you. The oh, AVN thanks. awards. It was AVN it awards. was an AVN award. Um, I was competing with the Vivid Contract Girls. My name happened to pop up because I did a lot of uh, vivid videos, but I wasn't contract girl. And I'm sure one of the contract girls won that year, and I don't know who that is. Right. But at least I was nominated. <laughs> That's a key, yeah. What, what was the AVN party like? Well, I've gone to a lot of AVN parties that are not um, promoted. Like, the true <laughs> AVN parties are the ones back at the suites and and – they're behind closed doors and crazy shit happens and there's platters of amazing things. <laughs> <laughs> food everywhere. Let's, let's oh, say, food. Right? Yes. Oh, I yeah, forgot yeah. about food. 
that's, that's a nice way of saying things, yeah. Basically, if we knew about it, it wasn't a good party is what you're saying. We partied like rock stars. And with rock stars. So There you go. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the ones you want to get invited to are the unofficial. The unofficial. The ones that are announced, it's like, all right, we'll go do our due diligence. You know, uh, sometimes the, the people are paid to, you know, the girls are paid to be there. And uh, they they do their hour set, whatever it is, and then they leave for the, the private parties. Oh, there you go. Okay. So we need to get, uh, we need to get some information here out of you. So being a... Uh, well-versed actress as yourself, being in the top of technology and branching out into different things. Can I ask one more question? No. What is the biggest takeaway or biggest joy that you've got from what you've been doing? The honesty. Like, once you do porn, what other skeletons can come out? Hmm. Just the honesty of it. And you can be yourself and... and I do believe in the the empowerment and especially nowadays because you can cut out those pimps or, or whoever's controlling your body at the time or agents or you can man your own ship. I love that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, it's like, are you, are you doing stand-up comedy? Is this true? Okay. So my thing is I will try things and just see if, I like them or not. So I did a few classes and I got up on stage for a few years and I loved everything about comedy from the writing, the format, the structure, but I hated the editing. The editing. Well, I actually <laughs> use that comedy now to edit videos to know where it needs to be taking out all the fat, you know what I mean? The useless stuff and making it better. So I I learned a lot, but being on that stage is such an art. And a dance. And you have to, like, there's so many elements involved. Let alone, you got to have your shit down to make it look like it came off the top of your head. That was the one part I hated. I dreaded being on that stage. If I could just be up there and talk and not have to worry about the structure and the joke lines and all that, I'm great when it comes to hosting. I don't like being the, the stand-up comedian. But you, like, but you like being the storyteller. Yeah, I, I can tell stories with my friends and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, I tell stories so, on my OnlyFans. Like, I think sex is funny and it sells. So a lot of times when I'm doing my videos, that's where my comedy comes out. <laughs> yeah. And, what, and what's your podcast? I'm going to listen to your podcast. What's your podcast called? Well, are you trying to Which learn one? about the adult industry? I mean... It's called <laughs> Talking Dirty. I told you you wanted to be a dancer. <laughs> Talking Dirty with Rebecca Love, and you just pick a topic you want to learn about. <laughs> it's a very educational podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I want to get educated, man. I need, I need to know You should get educated on you. something, right? Yeah, it's on you. Sorry, but you, got, you had something to say. I was going to say because, you know, just, just with the industry, like I, I would think, you know, when you when you do – the stand-up comedy, for example, like, you wouldn't be like that. Like, you would be more, you know, when you're up there, you would be like, hey, like, well, I'm here, right? Just because it's similar in that way. But then the same thing you said of when those people were leaving and you were like, oh, well, why is everyone leaving? You kind of had that, not embarrassment feel, but, like, that type of feel where, oh, I'm not doing it right. Is that the same type of feeling that 
you think comes to you when you're on stage uh, comedically as it was when those those paid actors were walking out? I think I sounded recited. Like I was trying to remember my lines and I wasn't comfortable enough, let alone you have to play with the audience. There was times during my standup that shit would happen. Like I, there was a hole on stage because we were at like a hustler and they had a pole there, but they took the pole out and I, my heel went in there and I fell. (laughs) Right. So it's not going to be part of my routine. So that's when I was the funniest going, you know, um, you're going to, I can't remember what I said. It was just off the top of my head, but I started talking to the hole going, who's down there and poke your eye out, kid. You know, I was just <laughs> looking down the hole and playing with it. And that was like the best part of my routine when I just went off script. So next, it sounds like you're going to try some improv. I love improv. Like I, I still, um, well, not recently, not since 2020, but I would still go to improv, um, uh, classes because it's like playtime it's like recess and you get to not be an adult and I love that part <laughs> oh that's why but we're in this podcast I love live stream too because with twitch I live stream every Friday night for date night I've been live streaming since the 90s so that's a lot of improv just going off because trolls are my favorite right so they show up <laughs> and I'm just we like got a couple on oh, set here they are so amazing <laughs> they like Add a I'm little a sauce. I'm tell you that right now. I'm, I'm a master troll. So, so is Nick. Nick and I are, we, we will destroy people. And it's. I think, I think the one thing I love about trolling is just, you can just say something and it just, just <laughs> triggers them for some reason. You know, it's just, it just, it just it's, funny. it's it an just, art. But why? What do you mean why? But that's a great part of the trigger, right? It yeah, breaks up the, the monotony part. and then you can just go off of it and it, Brings out an emotion when you you make people feel, and then I kill them with kindness with a big smile, and sometimes something great comes out of my mouth besides a dick. (laughs) Then, (laughs) yeah, yeah, trolls are amazing. I was actually (laughs) what I was because we were playing uh, golf actually last week, and um, my with your coach. Exactly. (laughs) So so my buddies, they're not good at all, and I'm not good. I'm not good at all, right? So um, there's one guy that's really good. He was on the other team, so. You know, even my buddies, they hit a couple of good shots that where they honestly made a pretty good impact on that, you know, the reason that they won. But just because that guy was so good at hitting so many shots, the whole time I just kept saying, like, man, your back must be just, like, about to break how you're carrying these guys. And it wasn't that, like, he was really carrying them, but they were just getting so pissed. So I just kept saying it, like, just trolling them the whole time. And it was just, like... They were really getting upset about it. Oh yeah, they were like, "No, man, no! Did you see my shot?" And it was just, it just. Oh, they were too serious. Yeah, certain Mm. times, certain people like, and I—that's my favorite thing about it—is that like, it it can make people so serious on on something so simple to one way or the other, and that's why I like trolling so much. Like, (laughs) he's smiling ear to ear right now. I I wish you could see it. It's, It's a good recreational activity, I think. You know, so. I don't troll, but I I don't mind when I do get trolled. Because it gives me me content. It gives me content because I will take somebody's trolling content and I might make a whole video out of it. Just my my inner thoughts and and it's like telling them to go fuck themselves, but I turn myself into a devil, you know? And I, I think of extra content. 
especially for my OnlyFans and stuff, because I I release everything first and over you take there. Money. I'm. <laughs> Well, I don't take a lot it's of money from value. trolls, Provides but I definitely get content value out of it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> they create a discussion. Controversy is a discussion. Very true. Yeah. And that's what we're going to hope for next year is a little bit of controversy. So you said you're good at thinking on your feet in the improv aspect of things. So we do a little bit of a thing called the gauntlet here on Thirst World Problems. So I'm just going to ask you a series of rapid fire questions. And it's okay. the first thing that uh, pops into your head. Okay. All right. So first one, nice and easy. What's your favorite Disney movie? Little Mermaid. All right. You're from a small town, so do you remember your first kiss? During Little Mermaid. Oh. <laughs> How old were you when you seen Little Mermaid? I was 14. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, would you rather lose all your fingers or lose an ear? Lose my ear. It's one of your guilty pleasure songs. <laughs> guilty pleasure song. Oh my god! And it's rapid fire. Fucking what's a guilty pleasure song like? Two Live Crew or something like? Two Live Crew. I'm trying to think. Like, what do I listen to that would be so embarrassing? Oh, I know. It's a Lego movie. Everything is awesome because I feel like that's my theme song. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. it. Um, okay. I wasn't going to ask this one, but okay. Uh, what's one time you purposely fucked over a customer? I try not to do that. I get the guilties. I never want to fuck them over. I'll block them if they're a dick, but I don't like to fuck them over. Now, my girlfriend, Jocelyn Stone... Let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Um, somebody wrote her on LinkedIn. And you know, on LinkedIn, you have your whole resume and stuff. So she will actually, if somebody fucks with her on LinkedIn, will be like, you do know that I know everything here. And she will write uh, the companies and stuff and screenshot what they wrote. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. just saying, be careful. There you go. A little life lesson there. Yeah. Uh, don't troll people on LinkedIn, boys. She's or Facebook, because she'll look for your mom and dad, too. <laughs> Get them where it hurts. There you go. Uh, what's one time you've been the proudest in your life? Or when were you the proudest in your life? So the one time. I probably <laughs> peaked in high school because I was prom queen. Oh, well, congratulations. Class of 28. So you beat out a lot of people. Right? It was such a hard... <laughs> <laughs> but still it was like one of those moments like oh because i didn't think i was gonna get it i thought somebody else was and it was one of those moments that you know it's a beautiful 30. thing yeah okay, prom queen gonna... to porn star <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's that uncommon actually i know how many prom <laughs> that's a great statistic <laughs> we need to do a survey right <laughs> I'm going to do some analytical. <laughs> do a little research. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the shadiest place you've ever gone? Oh, I've gone to so many, but I actually got booked to a porn set. When I showed up, it was a squatter house. <laughs> that was pretty get shady. It. Uh, get it, filled it quick. And uh, I guess. Be oh, it was way. nasty. It was na <laughs> It was like I was. Oh, it's gross. And now for the final question. If you were turned into an inanimate object, what would that object be? Mm, inanimate. 
a tentacle. <laughs> Dildo, of course. <laughs> What's, what size? Um, I, I never thought about this. Well, how big is a tentacle? I mean, it's... I got one. I'll show you. Oh, oh, here it is. This is England Mars. I always name my toys. England it's, Mars? England Mars. So he was created in England, but he's from Mars. So <laughs> this is England Mars, and he has a tentacle, and he just sticks. But yeah, think about where this is going. So that's what I would like to do. <laughs> all right. Well, you've answered all the questions. Thank you for coming on. Thank, yeah, you, thank you for being so patient, patient with us. As we had some technical difficulties on the front end, so we really appreciate that. And yeah, man, this interview's uh, lived up to the hype. Yeah, so thank you so much. I want to thank you guys because this was awesome. I'm so glad that I had some extra time while we were waiting. And I just want to say you've been super nice, very professional, and I'm so glad that I did this. Thank you. Thank and if you you're ever in Vegas, ever. let me know. For we're sure. going to call you on that. We're well, going to call you on you that. You have my number. <laughs> we're not going to the official parties, though. <laughs> <laughs> did he say he's not going to the official parties? The official he doesn't ones. want to go to the official no. ones. He wants to he go wants to the to sweet go, parties. He's going to the coach's house. Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. After I go meet with him, he's going to take it with him. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.